Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem, I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. Welcome to Blessed Mama Bosses Podcast. Today, you are going to learn how to fill up your child's love language tank. This is going to be such an amazing podcast today that you're not going to want to miss out on. So first, before we get started, we got to do a little K and B real talk. So I get to ask the question today and Kelly gets to answer, but we want to hear from you too. So when you hear this question today, do us a favor, send us a message or take a screenshot of this podcast and answer it yourself. But don't forget to tag us on Instagram at blessedmamabosses underscore. So here's the question, Kelly. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Do you spend one-on-one time with your kids? And if you do, what do you do with them? Like, is it a structured time? Is it spur of the moment? Oh, what a great question. Um, So I will say for a really long time, I did not do a great job of this, especially when I was working in the corporate America world. Uh, The time was maybe driving back and forth to certain things, or it was spent family time. But I will say once my oldest daughter got into middle school, I really saw the value of spending one-on-one time. And I'll say we we do both. We do have a structured time that we spend together, but we also do some spur-of-the-moment fun. One of the best activities that we do, and we do this every single week, we've continued it up during quarantine and COVID, is... Every single week, one morning, the two of us get in the car and we go to breakfast and there's no phones, there's no electronics. We have the opportunity to sit down. When we were eating in restaurants, we would actually go in. And yes, that means she has to get up a little early and so do I. But I will tell you the relationship that has been built, the conversations, the life lessons, the things that she really opens up to me about during this time it is amazing. I'm so grateful for it. And I can't wait to add that to my my younger daughter as well when she gets a little bit older. But yeah, we do. We spend structured time together. Of course, you know, I'm a planner. Um, so we always have it on the calendar. And so we know what we're doing. During this time, we've actually been, you know, grabbing breakfast and either eating it in the car or coming back home and have that specific time. Also, spur of the moment, it's simply going on a walk together. Um, There are so many really simple things that you can do. Go on a walk, spend spur of the moment, like go outside for 10 or 15 minutes. And we have a specific spot in our yard on our porch that we will go and we have conversations there and no phones, no electronics, no TV. 
but yeah, we do. What about you, Blair? How, how do you spend time with your boys? Well, I am a huge planner too, but I will tell you, I actually do not structure it on the calendar. Ours is more of a spur of a moment. I have, and I'm so excited about what we're going to be talking about today because I know my kids love languages. And so because of that, I really know how to pour into them in the way that serves them best. And so I don't really, especially for one of mine, like I don't really need to plan anything. It's more about me doing acts of service for him. And during those moments are when I get the best conversations with him. Um, and then one of mine is, is one of my kids, it's physical touch. So like, all I really have to do is cuddle with him on the couch and watch a show. And he is like love tank filled. But my husband, on the other hand, does, he puts it on the calendar every single week. He has a one hour spot for one and one hour spot for the other. And like, that's how he fills his own love tank by knowing that he has that scheduled time with them. So I think it's really important that you do what feels right for you and your family and yourself. And I think when you are super busy or when your kids are younger, you do kind of have to plan it more because you have to make sure the other one is taken care of if you have more than one kid, right? So when my kids were younger, I did do more of like taking them out places pre-COVID and like, you know, we'd have to make sure the other one was covered. But now my kids are older and like, it can literally just be like, hey, you want to go on a rollerblade ride Um, and things like that. So it is so cool. We want to hear from you. What do you do to spend time with your kids? Like good quality time. What do you do? That is so important. And today we're going to talk about how your children receive love. And do you know, it's okay if you don't, but there's no better time than now to learn. Children express and receive love in all different ways. Some through acts of service, others through affirming words, through gifts, through quality time, or even physical touch. So this might sound familiar to you. You might be like, wait a minute, I know those. My husband and I have gone through this before or something else. It's called the five love languages. And this is by Dr. Gary Chapman. And it's one of the best books I have ever read in my whole life for my marriage. But did you know that there's a kid's edition? Yes, there is. And it's so amazing. And we're going to be diving right into that today. And listen, not only is there a kid's edition, but there's a teen edition. And it is really important to make sure that you realize that as you change, your love language changes. I even look back to who I was at the beginning of my marriage, you know, 19 years ago and who I am now. My love language is completely different than what it used to be. And so it's really important that we're constantly reviewing that. So if you know your child's love language, do us a favor, tag us and share with us. And if you're listening to this and you think that other people would want to hear it before we even start to dive in, tag and share this podcast with your other parent friends. So Kelly, let's start off by kind of breaking down each one of these love languages. Yeah, I love this topic. And I do believe it's something as your kids get older, you definitely can revisit it because I've seen my kids transition and they're still very young. So the very first one we're going to dive into is words of affirmation. So really calling out what is at the core of each child or your teenager. And this is something that it can be done so simple, but you also have to be very, and and I think you have to be extremely um, intentional about it. So think of things like compliments, like maybe you have a daughter, maybe a tween or a teenager, and they're into, you know, they're starting to get into their appearance or their hair or the clothes they're wearing. You can simply make a compliment, like your hair looks really nice today. Or you can even say, hey, they're an athlete. That was a really great game tonight. I loved when you, and give them a specific compliment. You would be blown away by just such a simple compliment how far it goes with a child. They really, when someone is 
thriving on words of affirmation and praise, it goes so far when you are intentional and repetitive complimenting them. Your words really can focus on their personality, maybe their accomplishments, maybe something about that they've done around the house or something, you know, maybe about their appearance. If they've taken time to even look, you know, a little extra nice, I know for for teenager daughters especially, that gives them a lot of confidence. And think of anything that really affirms them. So if you think about maybe giving a monetary reward to a child who really seeks affirmation, that could leave them feeling empty. So I know one of my daughters, this is her number one love language. She loves to be filled up. Her love tank gets full. When you are praising her, you are really pointing out things. She will even say verbally. Uh, She doesn't even realize she's saying it, but she will say, hey, like, let's restart. Let's have a good word. I want to be in a positive mood. And she really will self-adjust herself. And I think it's because we are so aware that that's how she's receiving love. So if you think about it more in a general praise, think about the characteristics and the ability that make them one of a kind. You know, it's not just about their hair or their game. They did something great with their game. But what is something specific that you can point out about a characteristic trait or something that is very unique to them? Finding opportunities to affirm your kids more than three or four times a day, I promise you it's going to give them courage to keep going and attempt even more. And right now with all the transition, all the complication that is happening in our kids' lives, This is so important to make sure that they feel affirmed and that they feel very, very loved. I love that idea about doing it multiple times a day. And for some of you, like even for me, when I first heard that, I was like, whoa, like I I can't even think that many times a day to tell my husband nice things, let alone my kids. Like that's a lot. But you can set timers on your phone. And it is one of my all-time favorite things is having timers go off to remind me to do those kind of things. So the next one is acts of service. Yeah, I have one thing. I have one other thing I want to add to that. So I was in a sermon probably about three years ago, and they they were talking about something similar to affirmation in children. And they said for every negative thing that you say to your child, you have to replace it with seven or eight positive things. And that That hit me. It's ten. Ten? Is it ten? Oh my goodness. So that's a lot. You guys think about everything negative that you say, replacing that with 10 things that, I mean, that will really set you back on saying negative things. Yeah. So true. I love that you brought up that. And the next one we're going to be talking about is acts of service. This is actually my youngest child's love language and acts of service are the big and the little things that we do that prove that we care. So part of being a parent and part of our job description is to cook, clean, carpool, grocery shop, do laundry, repeat, 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 right? Uh, and those are not my favorite things to do. Just be, I like carpooling, but that's about it out of that list. <laughs> Instead of seeing them as chores, you see them as ways to show love. And actually, this is something I've really had to personally work on because my youngest, this is how he feels love. And so I've had to work on making him food or making him a snack or taking over one of his chores for the week and telling him how proud I am of how hard he's working. Those are the kind of things that show him love. But if I do it with an unhappy heart, then it doesn't even count, right? Then he's like, if I'm annoyed doing it, then he's annoyed. 
And so you've got to make sure that you're doing it with the right heart as well when you're showing them acts of service. So a great way to do this is surprising older kids occasionally by doing things for them that they are expected to do for themselves. Like I just said, sometimes I'll gift my younger one emptying the dishwasher because that's one of his chores. He hates doing it. But I don't just do that. I then let him know why I did it. Hey, buddy, I want to tell you, I just emptied the dishwasher and I did it because I'm so proud of the way that you X, Y, Z today and making sure they know, right? And we're not talking about like, I'm so proud of you for getting all A's on your report card. Yeah, that's really great. But I try to find those things that are going to make them be amazing human beings one day to compliment them and do an acts of service on. So in the early stages of life, we do things for our kids that they can't do for themselves, right? And as they get older, our love is expressed by teaching them how to do things for themselves. That's powerful. It allows them to become confident, to become powerful for themselves. For a child with this love language, we need to know which acts of service are important to him or her. Does he or she feel loved when you help them with homework or teach them to throw a ball? Once they've discovered the acts of service and your child most appreciates, perform those often. So for example, when you're thinking about acts of service, you know, maybe for you, you feel like I cook them dinner every night. That shows them I love them. But your child might not receive that acts of service that way. Like I know that Noah My youngest one loves acts of service. However, if I say, well, I may do this dinner tonight, he kind of just expects for that to happen. That's not one of the acts of service that he sees and feels loved over. What makes him feel loved is when he's doing virtual school and I bring him in a healthy snack in the middle of it. Just drop it, don't say a word, and walk out. I always get the kindest text messages from him thanking him, thanking me for doing that. Why? Because to him, that showed that I was thinking about him, I love him, and I want him to be eating healthy and having a snack during that time. For some reason, that means more to him than me making dinner at night. I could literally order meals out every single night and he could care less, but that one little simple act of service means a lot to him. Kelly's going to be sharing a little bit more now about gifts. I love that. What gifts? Yeah. (laughs) Gifts, like actual things you give. Yeah. So this one, I will tell you, it's funny because when we decided who was going to share about each love language, we're ending up with our children's love language, which is so cool. So gifts is my youngest daughter's primary love language, which I will tell you, this one sometimes annoys me if I'm just being honest. Be careful what you say, because Kelly has her daughter in her office with her right now, and I can see her. And she smiled when Kelly was talking about that her love language was gifts. So be careful what you say, girl. I know. She's like, yes, I knew it was gifts when she was taking the test. I was like, well, who doesn't know that? Like everybody in our town knows you love gifts. We actually like, you know, really do sort of um, tease her about it. But let's dive into really what it means and why it is important for her when she's receiving love. So gifts are symbols of love and they really do hold special memories. So when children, when this is their primary love language, they treasure gifts as a tangible token of affection. And I know that may seem like, oh, all kids love things and they love gifts. But unfortunately, when they have a lack of gifts, they often interpret it as a lack of love. And your gifts don't necessarily need to be expensive. They don't need to be given every day. But recognizing that a child prefers to be rewarded with a pack of gum rather than a hug is an important thing when you're building communication. And that is something that, you know, when I was reading through this book and really understanding I was like, wow, you know, I know when you buy her a 99 cent 
something at the store, how she lights up. Not that she doesn't like hugs, but still it is super important. It's way more important to her than it is to a lot of children. So when you're thinking about this, there's no doubt that kids and teens, I mean, they really love presents. But it, remember, if you have a child who this is maybe their primary or their secondary love language, you do have to view it a little bit differently. And as kids get older, it's really best for them to maybe help choose the gifts or the gifts that we can give them to affirm something that we know about them already. So it can, again, be something super simple, but not always taking that present or things that you buy children means, oh, I'm just giving them a gift and I'm spoiling them. Really looking at it, especially if it's their primary love language, that this is the way that they receive love. It's the way that and if you don't do it, it could be a lack of love in their, in their receiving. So very interesting for me. I can't say that that was the easiest one for me to wrap my mind around because I'm not trying to raise spoiled children. But when you look at it from that angle, it is very different. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. And I mean, I love it's funny because. Also, your kids' love languages will be different than the way they give love, right? Just like mm-hmm. our love languages are different the way we give. Like I give gifts. It's a, a big way that I love to show my team, to show my family, to show people that I'm friends with, that I care about them. But it's actually not my biggest way to receive love. So it's always important to remember that too when you're thinking about your kids. So the next one is quality time. And this is actually my oldest son is equal with physical touch and quality time. So it's one of my favorite. And quality time says, you're important. I like being with you. And that is powerful for a child or for a teenager, especially because they're in those years of needing approval, of needing and wanting that. So children who speak this love language seek undivided attention. Okay, mamas, you are business owners, a lot of you. We're talking about putting away the phone, putting away that time, even if it's just a 15 to 20 minute time block or an hour but you've got to put away the phone, put away all those thoughts that are running through your head and give them that undivided attention. Because when they're infants, we're on the floor with them, right? We're playing games with them. We're rolling a ball back and forth. But as they get older, that quality time is found more in conversations in bedtime stories or backyard sports. And listen, mamas, if you stop doing bedtime stories, Before the age of even middle school, you can still be reading chapter books to them at night or reading the Bible. Don't stop. It is so important because not only does that show your child quality time and the evening reading those stories, but there's so much developmental stuff that happens when you're reading to a child. This is like my old educator background. You need to make sure you're reading to your kids at least four nights a week until they get to the end of middle school. So the activity itself is not important. It's the time together. For a child with siblings, it may be difficult to get that one-on-one time with the mom or the dad, but that child needs to know that they're worthy of your undivided attention. It can be as simple as hopping on a bicycle with just the two of you and taking off together. It can be as simple as making dinner together. It can be as simple as going for a quick walk or a rollerblade ride, right? A lot of childhood misbehavior is an attempt to get more attention from mom and dad, even if it's negative attention. So punishments like time out or sending them to their room can really hurt kids or teens that desperately want positive time together. We're not saying not to give time outs, okay? Listen carefully. What we're saying is if you do the love language quiz with your child or your teenager and their number one thing is quality time, be careful with timeouts. We learned this when my son was younger. If you put him in his room, he did a full on freak out. 
like where my younger one was like, hallelujah, put me in my room. Let me have time to think and recoup and get my thoughts together. Like he never would freak out when he'd be inside. He'd be mad, but he would go to timeout and come out better where our older one would be worse. I mean, it would be, become a whole day problem if we put him in timeout. And so we had to learn other ways to handle his misbehavior that didn't have to do with quality time because that to him meant you no longer love me, you no longer want to see me, when that isn't what we were trying to say at all. So quality time is really important, not only understanding how to do quality time, but how not to hurt them through that same love language. So we're going to wrap up with the last one too, which is also another one of my older son's favorites, Kelly, physical touch. Yeah. So physical touch may actually seem like it's the easiest love language because a lot of times it happens naturally but it's not. And sometimes it's the most awkward, right? Especially as your children are growing older and maybe boys even more so, right? So we've known for a very long time, the emotional power of physical touch. Think about when infants, when they're first born, they prefer to be held rather than not. Um, Think about that. Think about as children get older, they long for that physical affection. Some of them do. So one simple touch of the arm, a pat on the back, a simple hug. These gestures, they're so important to the child who has this as their top one, two, three love languages. They literally feel your love when you give them a hug. Um, Now, if you're looking at boys, typically they get a lot of physical touch from maybe playing games or roughhousing. But it's really important to look for other opportunities too. A very simple way, whether you have boys or girls, is when they're walking in the house or when they're leaving the house, just a simple hug, a simple look in the eye and, you know, having that, a quick conversation or a hug and letting them know you love them. That can be such a simple thing when your child receives love by physical touch. Girls, A lot of girls, it's so important too for dads and moms to have a regular, safe, obviously, physical touch there. Because sometimes as girls age and maybe they don't have that from their father figure, they they sort of quietly withdraw or maybe they're craving attention and reassurance from boys in an unhealthy way. And so you can see that. I know I had, I saw that growing up as well. And so I love all that we shared today, Blair. One of the reasons, because it it made me read. I mean, I recently read this book and it made me really think about, you know, analyzing exactly what my girl's love language is, but not even so much that, but how I'm showing up, delivering it every single day. And some of it's natural and quite honestly, some of it's not. I do have to be intentional about it and it's habits that we can create. But I want you to think about when you were a child or think about your child now being an adult, imagine having their love tank filled every single day because you are, you the parent are intentional about the way you're giving it. So just love all that we talked about today. Me too. It's such a great timing too, because when we're recording this, we're just like a week away from Valentine's Day. And it's always been something that I've loved is making sure that when it comes time for Valentine's Day or things like that, that I'm not giving both my kids the exact same thing because they are different. And I think that's another valuable thing to teach through the five love languages to your children is that uh, it's not fair. Things are not equal in this home because you each receive and give love in different ways. And we want to make sure that we're giving you love in a way that you want to receive it. 
and that gives you, you know, the most filling of your love tank. So it's an important thing. And guess what? That sets them up for success as they get older because they'll be able to speak to their bosses, to their spouse, to the people that are in their lives that are important to them about how they will benefit and become the best possible at whatever it is that they're doing if they have, you know, the reinforcement through the way that they receive it the best. So if you are ready to take this quiz with your teenager or your child, you can get that link to this quiz inside of our free Blessed Mama Bosses group. You can find that on blessedmamabossesgroup.com. It is a Facebook group where we have lots of other mamas who are listening in. We join in there and we have great stuff going on in there. So you can get the link there. Also, make sure that you share, rate, and review this podcast and follow us on Instagram at blessedmamabosses underscore. We love hearing from you, our Blessed Mama Bosses community, and hear about what kind of podcast you're looking for or what you loved out of this so we can do more of what you love. And if you have not heard about our Network Marketing Accelerator course and you are in network marketing, direct sales, or small business, you are going to want to check this out. This is going to help you scale your business to six figures and beyond. And we are so excited about the rave reviews that we've already been getting. People are saying, this is exactly what I needed to have the systems, strategies, and skills to move my business forward. Or now I know exactly what to spend my time on that's income producing activities. So we can't wait for you to check that out as well. It's networkmarketingaccelerate.com. Networkmarketingaccelerate.com. Go check it out. Reach out to us. We can hook you up with all the testimonials that we've gotten so far. And you can feel free to ask us any questions about the course. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great day and make it a great day for others. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.